Hello, welcome to the WWBL podcast. My name is Jen Fiorelli and I'm the editor for the Women Writing Berlin Labs online magazine. Um, in each episode of this podcast, I will read a work from a classic female writer. I'll present either an interview with a contemporary female writer or a writing tip or prompt, followed by a book recommendation. In this episode, we'll read a poem by Emily Bronte, followed by an interview of sorts with Valentina Risaliti, and then a book recommendation. Thank you so much for tuning in. Without further ado, on with the show. As an American, I'm very excited about Thanksgiving, which is coming up this Thursday. I've always loved this holiday because of how closely connected it is to celebrating fall and the harvest. Beyond that, I think it's a really nice holiday because it can be celebrated without any direct connection to religion or even country. Like anybody could have a fall themed dinner where they express the things that they're thankful for and the people they're thankful for. It's just a nice kind of, uh, concept to have a kind of a banquet a feast and say I'm so thankful for the people around the table and for the food on the table um if you know anything about the narrative around this holiday and how it's been historically taught in America you know that it's very colonialist friendly putting it very mildly so there's a lot of myths and frankly just flat out lies that um, have been taught historically, and that really colors um, the holiday for a lot of people, understandably. Um, a lot of other people also feel like, okay, we know that that's myths and lies, we can move past that, um, and still find kind of this kernel of goodness in this holiday. And um, actually having a fall harvest festival is nothing unique to America. So in um, the Jewish tradition, uh, there's a holiday called Sukkot, where they, it's a fall harvest uh, <laughs> celebration. Um, Canadians also have their own Thanksgiving that's at the beginning of October. Germans have Erntendank, which literally means harvest thanks. And um, there are even Thanksgiving or harvest festivals found in the Philippines, Japan, India, and Liberia. I was very fascinated to learn all of that. And I learned all that while I was trying to hunt around for a, a female author writer from the past who had written something about just the concept of being thankful, being grateful. And I really couldn't come up with what I was looking for. I really hunted around. <laughs> But I did find something that I thought was really interesting. Uh, so I found this really lovely poem about fall by Emily Bronte. Um, if you're not familiar with Emily Bronte, she's most well known for her work, Wuthering Heights. And she's one of the Bronte sisters, a group of writing sisters from the 19th century. Uh, Emily was born in England in 1818, and she died also in England in 1848. That made her 30 at the time of her death, which is just shockingly young. Um, and her death was just largely because of poor medical care and complications from tuberculosis. So I, I found it impressive that she wrote this this book that's still considered such a great um work of English literature in such a short life. Um, 
The poem that we're going to read today is called Fall Leaves Fall. I mean, the name, the title just says it all. I believe that this was published posthumously. So let's, uh, let's get to the reading. Fall Leaves Fall by Emily Bronte. Fall leaves fall, die flowers away. Lengthen night and shorten day. Every leaf speaks bliss to me, fluttering from the autumn tree. I shall smile when wreaths of snow blossom where the rose should grow. I shall sing when night's decay ushers in a drearier day. The wonderful thing about this poem for me is that it acknowledges the beauty of a dreary fall day. I've been <laughs> I've been campaigning for dreary fall days my whole life, uh, particularly in late November when the U.S. celebrates Thanksgiving. The colorful leaves are gone. It's chilly. It's rainy. And I absolutely just relish those kind of days. I'm in my glory on a dreary fall day. <laughs> um, and she really connects, uh, expresses a connection to the vibrancy of the world as it shifts into winter mode, as it shifts into hibernation. What surprises me most about this poem is that I've never heard it before. And um, that made me feel really excited about exploring and discovering lesser known works from very well known or lesser known uh, writers for this podcast. Um, so as much as possible, I'll seek out female writers from all different backgrounds and places. Um, I'm always happy to take suggestions, and I'm going to put my email in the um, in the description for this. And if you have a suggestion for a writer from the 19th century or earlier from your home country, I would love to read that. So we're going to switch gears and um, jump into the topic of enhancing your creativity. There are a lot of tips and tricks for setting a writing schedule, working through writer's block, discovering your, just discovering your creativity, discovering your voice. And I connected with the writer Valentina Risaliti, and she shared that she uses tarot cards to help her writing. Um, this was a topic that I personally didn't know much about at all. So listening to Valentina speak on the topic, it was very enlightening for me. It was very intriguing. Um, I had written several questions to Valentina, and she recorded her response with us thinking that I would kind of edit it down. I really loved listening to her speak uninterrupted, frankly. Um, so instead of editing in my own voice for clarification throughout, I wanted to hand this episode over to her for a few minutes. Um, I hope you enjoy her take on this interesting topic. Valentina is also going to be hosting a workshop through the WWBL on this uh, subject. That workshop is coming up on the 6th of December. She makes references to it in her recording. I'm going to provide more information on that afterward. Hi everyone and thank you for having me today. I'm glad we can have this chat about creative writing and tarot cards. So concerning the first question, so when did I discover that using tarot cards could help me with my creative writing inspiration? Well this is a nice question 
because I grew up with my mother and she taught me how to read tarot cards. But as I became an adult, I felt the urge of integrating this knowledge into my personal path. And my personal path, obviously, in that moment and still is, is creative writing and writing. Um, I'm a journalist. I've been writing my whole life. So I felt like I started to integrate tarot cards into my creative process. And in doing that, I was inspired by many great authors such as Italo Calvino, Margaret Atwood, T.S. Eliot, and of course Alejandro Jodorowsky, that I started, who I started to read when I was very, very young. Um, so it is actually a common practice for many authors. I remember Philip K. Dick used the I Ching, the I Ching to, to, to produce, uh, to write certain novels. And I think it's a um, very creative practice to integrate tarot cards in your creative writing. It's very liberating in a way, and it's very interesting as well. And in the workshop, I'll try to explain you uh, why I find it so interesting. Second question, how long have you been working with tarot cards? Well, as I said, I've been working with tarot cards since I was very, very young. Um, and I've started integrating them into my, creating pro into my creative process in my teen years. Um, then I don't always use tarot cards to, to write, of course. This is not something that I do all the time, but I do it sometimes. And I just don't use them to write, but I also use them um, when I experience creative blocks. So maybe I don't integrate them sometimes into my writing, so I don't use them to find a structure for my writing, but I definitely use them to overcome creative blocks. And so sometimes I just wonder, why can't I move on on this or that? And I just do a reading for myself, and I try to figure out what's the problem in there for myself. I have this... Uh, uh, this, this Khodorovskian way of approaching to tarot cards. So basically, the most important part of the reading is uh, the question, because you know already the answer to that question. You just need to see it and to clarify to yourself. And this is what I do. So um, I've been working like this forever since, since I started working on my writings, I guess. Third question, how can someone start to incorporate tarot cards into the writing practice? So in relation to writing, I believe that one of the most interesting aspects of the tarot cards is its playful component. So after all, tarot cards were born as a game, even though there's a theory, they come from ancient Egypt, Egypt um, we know that they were first born in during renaissance in italy and it was a, a cards game you know so in this sense anyone can approach to the tarot cards and can start to become familiar with them and be get inspired by them for their own creative process and the playful component i think is in the creative process is one of the most impor important uh, components and tarot allows us really to discover it even without previous experience. That said, 
that are there are many many schemes and a lot of knowledge that can be helped that can help us to integrate the tarot in our writing process so this is what we we're gonna address we we will address um in the workshop this is what we're gonna delve into into the, during the workshop but in my opinion becoming fully familiar with the medium uh, even without a previous knowledge on archetypes or schemes or meanings can be a very very good exercise and it's a liberating again exercise it's like this playful component of the of the creation of creating something you know this is something that is really important and this is why i use tarot cards because they are playful they're very bonded to um very connected to the the intuition um they're very connected with, with subconscious so it's something that actually it's even better if at the beginning you try to to play with it to discover the meanings to find the archetypes by yourself to associate each card with let's say a character in your life or a character of your book so something that happened to you an anecdote or something or or mythology or or a story you 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 read about when you were a child so i think this is the most important and interesting uh, way of incorporating uh, tarot cards into your writing practice do you use your deck every time you sit down to write uh, well, no, I said that before. I don't use tarot cards for everything I write, no. I use them for some things and I leave them for others. So this is just one of the things I do. Um, I have written my novel, though, my last novel, Requiem per Ophelia, by using tarot cards, by, with the tarot cards. And each chapter is starts actually from a tarot, from a major arcana card. And uh, it was quite a cathartic experience in a way because tarot cards kept on suggesting me new ways of telling the story that I wanted to tell. And in the end, I had quite the impression that I didn't write the story myself and they did it for me. Is there a particular card that holds special significance for you? Well, almost every moment in my life of my life is defined by a card. Um, the most beautiful card for me is certainly the word, il mondo, the card of absolute completeness. But each card can define a period of our existence and can help us to a better understanding of ourselves in a certain moment of our lives uh, and what we need and can, can tell us what we need in a, at a given moment. So defining a situation with a tarot archetype can actually be a very good exercise uh, for everyone to focus on the odd topics of a given situation, you know? So for total novices of tarot cards, what do you think is important for them to know about the convergence of cards and writing? And also this, I will incorporate these two questions, the this one and the, the one afterwards. So, um, in the mandala highlighted by the tarot, we find the journey of the hero outlined by Vogler and many others. In reality, the main schemes that guide the narration are present in the tarot cards, and in this sense, they can represent an excellent guide for anyone who intends to approach writing. So we will see it, we will delve into it during the workshop, 
But the journey from, from the fool to the word, which is the fool is the, the card number zero, the first card, and the word is the number 21, but 22nd manager arcana because the first one is a zero and it's the last card. Uh, the, the journey from the fool card one uh, and the, the word, the last card, uh, is the oldest narrative scheme in the world, really. So um, there's not just a, a mystic component to it or a component related to, the, to its playfulness or to the subconscious or to the intuition. And this is what I really want to build in the workshop. I want to build this trust. Trust your own vision. Trust your own intuition. There is no right or wrong. You just, you just have to say what you got to say. You, know? you just have to write what you got to write, what is important for you in this given moment. But at the same time, Tarot is also, you know, uh, can give you a scheme, can give you this, that discipline. So it's both, Tarot can give you both discipline, so a scheme that allows you to find your character, to find a path for your character, to find a personality for your characters or, or for what you have to, to write. And at the same time, it gives you endless... Uh, freedom of expression and this connection with your inner world and subconscious and everything that is more connected to your deepest self and this is amazing and this is what I want to do in the workshop as well which brings me to the last question um, this workshop is really for everyone uh, experienced people and not experienced people but we uh, we'll delve into the meanings of the major arcana one by one at the beginning. We will start to do some exercises and some readings to become more familiar with the tarot deck and its meanings. And then we will be briefly talk about the history of tarot and outside and inside literature. So I will give you a few examples as, I, as I give, I've given you already. Um, of authors who integrated and incorporated tarot cards into their work. And then we will um, briefly talk about, um, sorry, we will, um, uh, we will I will teach you some useful schemes and, and techniques to produce a text, to write a text according to your needs. And I will also give you some time to write down a first draft of that text. And then uh, you will be given also the opportunity in case you are more curious about it and you want to do more of uh, scheduling a 30 minutes meeting with me um, to talk about the text you've produced during the workshop or to, 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 to go for a new reading. So it was a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me. It was nice chat. Um, thank you, Jen. Thank you, everyone. And I hope to see you at the workshop online. Oh, I hope you'll join us for this workshop on creative writing and tarot reading. Bye. I think I could listen to Valentina talk all day. <laughs> she speaks with such a passion and authority on the subject of tarot cards. She's got a really nice way of phrasing things. And for me, it was very unique to hear about somebody being introduced to tarot card practice as a child. I I just had never heard of that before. Um, and when she's speaking, you really understand that she 
has this familiarity with the cards and their meaning. And um, I, it was really very eye-opening for me personally to hear her talk. Um, so I want to talk a bit about um, Valentina's other work, specifically her book, Requiem per Ophelia. And uh, before that, I want to give you guys some details on the upcoming workshop. So the workshop is called Tarot Creative Writing. It will be held from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. on the 6th of December. This is obviously online. Um, you can sign up through our website, wewbl.com. The workshop costs 25 euros. So let's talk very briefly about Valentina's book, which was published in May of this year. Um, so the book follows the journey of Ophelia, who goes uh, through her 20s and moves on to her 30s, something that Valentina herself has recently experienced. The book really touches on the experience of a, a wandering soul, someone who migrates around, looks to migrate around, and the concept of finding that home as a concept is uh it's harder to achieve when you live that kind of life when you kind of are shifting around and you're not setting down those roots um but what you find or what the journey for Ophelia is is that she finds that your home is kind of created by the people that you love that that sense of home can be found just in having your loved ones um our SEO and digital marketing manager, uh, Francesca Ferrauto, she did an interview with Valentina about her book, her activism, and her history with tarot. And I really encourage you guys to read this interview on our website. Again, that is wewbl.com. Uh, you can find this interview by going to projects and then resources. It's a really good interview that she, you know, this is a written interview rather than a audio. Um, and it, it's very interesting if you're finding Valentina, you know, to be a interesting person to listen to and, and learn more about. If you want to hear more from her and you speak Italian, you can find her book Requiem per Ophelia on Amazon. And you can also listen to her podcast. I'm going to do my best to say this name. My Italian is not as good as it used to be. Pioniere donne che lo hanno fatto per prime. So if you are an Italian speaker and you understood what I said, you can look up that podcast. Today's book recommendation is Everything Inside by the American-Haitian author Edwidge Danticat. Everything Inside is a collection of short stories that cover a range of different relationships in the way that they're pulled apart or drawn together. This was published in 2019, so this is her most recent work. That's kind of why I picked it. I wasn't familiar with um, Danticat uh, before I did kind of a Google search on, you know, female writers. And um, she came up and I thought, okay, she, she was just kind of ticking some boxes for me in that moment. And um, she originally, her first 
novel was um, <clears throat> published in 1994. It's Breathe Eyes Memory. And it was picked for Oprah's Book Club, which for a first novel is really like, I mean, that just skyrockets you immediately back in the 90s when Oprah was like the queen of television. Um, so she really had kind of a, an amazing um, rise into the writing world immediately. Um, so just to give a little background on Miss Danticat, she was raised in Port-au-Prince in Haiti by her aunt and uncle. Uh, she speaks English, French, and Haitian Creole. She'd grown up with storytelling as part of her life and began writing herself at nine. Um, when she was 12 years old, she moved to Brooklyn to be with her family, and she went on to study French literature at Barnard College and received her MFA in creative writing from Brown University. So you can um, check out everything inside if you're looking for like a nice kind of collection of short stories. Well, dear listeners, we've reached the end of the episode, and I had so much fun doing this. I hope you had as much fun listening. This entire podcast and WWBL itself would not be possible without our founder, Margarita Scorbisa, our vice president, Alia Sadigapur, and our podcast editor, Astrid Shoyaman. Uh, we have a whole team of people who deserve appreciation, and of course, thanks, um, and appreciation to our readers and now listeners. If you want to learn more about us, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at WWBL. You can find us at our website, wearewwbl.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll tune in next time.